Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is upon us. We'll get the latest odds from Las Vegas with Mitch Moss with VEASAN. The college football season, of course, week one starts tomorrow. We've got Fantasy Football Truster Bust. We've got Waiver Wire Wednesday. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish and Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two starts now. Sports today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss to White. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, our second hour of the show. A lot of fantasy football discussion, of course, in this segment, although we will mix in a little bit of wagering as Mitch Moss from Follow the Money joins us from VEASAN coming up in about 30 minutes from now. Just as a reminder for those of you listening live on the FNTSY app or on iHeartRadio's app, we appreciate that. But you can also listen to the show on demand wherever you hear podcasts such as Audioboom.com and Stitcher. And simply put, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you're listening on your iPhone right now, you can like and subscribe to this show. And as soon as the show is over, our producer, Sean Guastamacchia, sends it to the cloud. The cloud sends it to you, and you don't even have to do anything. It just gets populated just like that. Same thing for Android as well. Fantasy Sports today, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 Eastern live, but anytime you want, on demand. And we bring in Joe Pizapia for this hour, and Joe... I know this time of the year is always dicey because there's not just season-long leagues going on, but there's also dynasty leagues going on. And that brings a whole new debate. I'm in one dynasty league. It's a salary cap league where we just had our rookie draft a couple of weeks ago, and I traded some picks to get Adam Thielen, so I didn't have really a lot of picks in that draft. But certainly it's worth talking about some of the main assets in fantasy because even if you don't plan on winning this year, you can plan on preparing for the future. Yeah, and I always feel like that's the thing to keep in mind, too, of with Dynasty Leagues, you have to have a little bit of a balance of both. There's nothing worse, and I'm sure you see this a ton in the baseball Dynasty Leagues, where people have those teams that are always look like they're going to be really good in three years, but they just, you know, then you're waiting on guys to pan out, and then there's injuries and all these other aspects that come into it, and just sometimes guys just never break through. In the NFL, it's a little bit different, obviously, because there's no minor league system, so that's really just NCAA, but I always say to people, try to win in a three-year window when it comes to Dynasty. That's what you're trying to do. Because number one, you don't know how long this league is going to run. People have this idea that these Dynasty leagues run are going to run for 10, 15 years, and some of them do. But I want to say the average is like four and a half years that these leagues run. So if that's the case, you should be looking for that three-year window. And then in terms of asset management and how you want to build these rosters – 
I do think it's wise to have that young quarterback that you like a lot. I do think it's wise that if you're in a startup right now, that an asset like a Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic way to start building your roster, even in a single quarterback format. Because what happens is you're looking at how the NFL is going to protect that asset. And that's number one. Number two, the running back position, although very, very productive and fantasy and what we tend to go to right away, the trouble is the injury quotient. It's super high. And now we're also seeing this other wrinkle, which is the money aspect of it and how the CBA does not really favor these running backs. And now we're running into a thing since Le'Veon Bell. And I wrote about this last year, too. I said, if Le'Veon Bell holds out, this is going to change everything for the next couple of years until they go back to the table. And I wish I wasn't right about that, but I was. <laughs> and now I feel like you're seeing it with Ezekiel Elliott. You're seeing it with Melvin Gordon. You're going to see it happen more in the future until they figure this out. So you do have the Saquon Barkleys. You do have the Alvin Kamara's, the guys who are like kind of on that way up. But then you also have guys like CMC. And I want to take a couple of these guys and go over them with you, Craig, because mm-hmm, sure. I want to get your feeling on them. Because when you have an asset like Christian McCaffrey, who was undersized to begin with, coming off an enormous season, is there a little bit of concern in terms of how long can this guy be good? And does he fit the criteria of can he be good in the three-year window? You know, I think so. I, I think that two or three years is fine. The other thing is his pass catching ability for me, Joe, is what separates him from the rest. If he was simply just a guy who would pound it in between the tackles, I'd be a little bit worried. But the fact that he catches so many balls, I am just so attracted to him, both in fantasy and reality. So for me, in terms of running backs, is he the number one dynasty keeper overall? Uh, I mean, I may I may still put Barkley up there as number one, but I have to put McCaffrey at the very least in the top two or three for sure. And uh, honestly, last year, without a doubt, and the year before were the years to have those dynasty top rookie picks if you're playing in that format. Uh, this year, Joe, was not the year to, to have that. No. You know, I, I just, I really, I mean, look, Darwin Thompson and, and uh, Alexander Madison and, and David Montgomery and some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, look, there there are some nice options there, and there's no question that at the end of the year, we're going to look back. One of the names that I just mentioned is going to end up looking like a first-round rookie pick. But, yeah, I, I do think that I am fine with Christian McCaffrey, and in a dynasty league, the shelf life of a running back anyway is only about three or four years. So I think that right. McCaffrey certainly will have three or four really good seasons in the NFL. But if you're asking me five years from now, I'll take a look at every running back that's really good right now and say no. I put him in the same category. And this is kind of my pivot also. When you're building dynasty league teams and franchises, the other thing besides being okay with spending a little bit more on the premium for the top young quarterback in the league who, you know, fortunately, it's not Andrew Luck anymore, boys. So don't get uh, – boys and girls, don't get too excited about that. But – Looking at the DeAndre Hopkins, looking at Devontae Adams, look at these top-rung Michael Thomas wide receivers here and understanding that their productivity year over year tends to be very, very solid. I think now Juju's going to start to get into that conversation too. People, I think, also worry a little bit and maybe overreact to, oh my God, what's it going to look like in two years from now when Drew Brees is gone or when Brady's gone or when Roethlisberger's gone? They've been saying that for the last five years. These guys are still playing. Now, granted, at some point there is going to be an ending, Uh, For me, I'm still going to invest very heavily in the Michael Thomases of the world because, number one, the talent, number two, the kind of person he is and the work ethic, which matters, which makes him a far better asset than a Tyreek Hill type of wide receiver in Dynasty because you just don't know what the other variables. It doesn't show up in a box score, but certain character things when you're talking about Dynasty does matter, especially with the NFL and how they like to throw suspensions around. So my question to you on this one, Craig, is how do you feel about when you have – 
guys like Michael Thomas or guys like Juju who have quarterbacks who are a little older, do you still believe in that three-year window or does this give you a little bit of concern looking forward and how long these guys could be as productive as they are right now? Yeah, in, in the Dynasty League for me, it isn't so much, Joe, about the players as it is about your plan and about how you kind of figure in your factors for the future. And if we're illustrating a three-year window or four-year window for running backs, and maybe it's a four- or five-year window for wide receivers, but it's also not much longer, two or three more years. There's exceptions to the rule, of course, with every player and Larry Fitzgerald, and it looks like Julio Jones is still going strong. But for me, Joe, what I would say about Dynasty is if you plan on tanking and you plan on tanking for picks, don't try and do that for two or three years because you're just going to be wasting your time. You're going to be terrible again in a year or two. It is basically for me, if you're having a bad year in a dynasty league and you want to get those top picks, do it, but plan on competing the year after that because the window is short for everybody right. in the NFL. And, and, and there's going to be other teams in a 12 team league. They're going to have the same plan as you. If they're not doing well, it's very easy to identify very early on in a season, what that could possibly be. Let's do this. We'll take a quick time out. I want to talk more about this topic and also hit on some fantasy football trust or bust. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish will take a quick time out and be back after this. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the big hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. Teams must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar money now 100.com that's money now the number 100.com i had great results i lost 70 pounds my weight 265 and it went down to 195 my doctor told me if it works for you then do it but a lot of people say to me how did you lose the weight i said i take andro 400 every day i'm going to take it forever that was walt talking about andro 400 now listen to what bob has to say 
when you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Well, I like fantasy sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. Welcome back, Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. It is time for our fantasy football trust or bust, as you heard here on the show. I can't wait to get into this today. I think we got some really good players to discuss. We hit on them every day. We got waiver wire coming up as well. And Joe, I would ask you, trust or bust, let's get the ball rolling here. We'll start off with running back Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Not someone that anyone's taken in the first couple of rounds, but they're taking them after that as some people, if they are going no running back theory, he could be an RB1 for someone. Aaron Jones, fantasy football, trust or bust, 2019. God, I hate that zero RB content. It's so dumb. Like, you still have running backs. You still have to have a plan. It's just, a, it's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And I hated when it took hold and everybody just failed that year. If everybody remembers the following year, all the running backs came back and they were all in the first round. So stupid. It was a transition year and everybody overreacted. Anyway, Aaron Jones. Greg Mish, I'm absolutely trusting this year. He was the guy last year I was trusting. He was the guy I was telling everybody to buy on last year. Very aggressive on the Black Book podcast about him. And early on, it was a little tricky because you had to kind of choose your guy. Was it going to be Jamal Williams or was it going to be Aaron Jones? And we all knew Williams was going to get first crack, and I did not think he was going to be able to run away with it. Second half of the year, after Jones was healthy, he looked good. He was able to uh, really integrate himself into the offense quite well. I know the concern is you look at it and say, well, if Aaron Jones, if uh, Aaron Rodgers is 100%, then you're going to throw the football a ton, and I don't know what that's going to do to Aaron Jones. Blah, 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 blah. Look, he's still going to get his. He's still going to get touchdown opportunities. You look at the game log. It was very, very solid. If he is your RB2, I think you did great. If he's your RB1, you better have a really, really strong first two picks because I don't want to rely on him too much as an RB1, but where he's going ADP-wise, which is basically an RB2 in a very good offense with a capable quarterback, moving the chains, getting points on the board, I think Aaron Jones is absolutely trustable. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to own him anywhere, but I could see him. I just did a great sell job. How can you not? Yeah, I don't think so. What if I throw in the the sealant coat? What if I throw that in? We got a deal there. throw in the Ginsu Ginsu knives, I'll do it. Ginsu knives. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do it with the Ginsu knife set you got, man. All by right. the way, you're two for one. You know, you buy one, you get an extra one free. Uh, okay, let's move over to wide receiver. This is a very hot name. Another player who I'm really never drafting in fantasy, even this year. But look, the numbers are undeniable in terms of the touchdowns. Ten touchdowns last year for Mike Williams of the Chargers, but the yards and the receptions were not there. So I would ask you this. Next step for Mike Williams or a bust? Trust or bust? Mike Williams, wide receiver, L.A. Chargers. 
this is like my guy. I mean, how it's absolutely trust. And I, I want, I know you've been around a long time. You realize that this is not Mike Williams in the past. Cause it's been a lot of other Mike Williams. There's been a few. Yeah. It's been a few. It's been more than a handful. There's that's been a few. Sure. I think one of them hosted this show a few months ago. <laughs> one of them so, yeah. be He's gone too. <laughs> I am all, you know, Mike Williams this year. Look, the guy is an absolute. What do you mean all in? What are the numbers? What are the I numbers? I am all in. The Give numbers the at numbers. the end of the year? Yes. Um, I'm going to say 80 for 1,112 touchdowns. I think he can do that. And what is That's Keenan Allen's numbers at the end of the year? Well, Who's Keenan that? Allen, look, look, let me let me just remind everybody a little thing about Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a very good possession wide receiver. But at the same time, Keenan Allen's never been a touchdown maven. In fact, nobody complains more than Keenan Allen owners during the season about where's the touchdowns, where's the touchdowns. He goes through huge droughts. And yeah, maybe Mike Williams won't have all the catch tools. He won't catch 100 balls. But I think he can catch 80. And I think he can go break 1,000 yards. I think that's not a problem for him this year at all. Tyrell Williams is gone too. And I'm not one of these addition by subtraction automatically dudes. I don't always do that. But if you look at the kind of matchup issues this guy creates on the field, he's so good in the red zone. I think he's going to catch a t- absolute ton of touchdowns. I think he's going to go double digits again. And it, you without answer my Gordon, question, what is Keenan what? Allen's numbers at the end of the year? Keenan Allen's numbers? Probably yeah. similar to last year, but I don't think that matters. But what are Mike the Williams. numbers? Can you please give me the numbers? Uh, Three I times know, I got probably, uh, 90 and uh, 1,200. So, so between the two of them, they're going to have 100. Between the two of them, they're going to have 170 catches? Why not? Why not? Go look at the Rams. There's enough catches for everybody there. Why is there? I don't think the Chargers are the Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Because they're really going to rely all that much on Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Is that why? Anything to do with that? Two-headed monster with the with the fast offensive play that the Rams have, and and the amount of volume that they get to their players because they're constantly running no huddle. I don't. I I mean, Philip Rivers winds that clock down all the way to zero. Like every, do you see that guy yelling at the line every time they take that thing all the way down to the end? But look. I'm not you saying it's impossible. Like I just don't have Delvin Gordon anymore. I think that's, have that, that, adjustments. that's a high upside for both those guys. And so, I mean, well, look, could, could put they put it on both, the board? Yeah, I got it. 90 for 90 for Williams or I'm sorry, 80 for Williams no. and 90 for Keenan Allen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how many for Hunter Henry, Joe? Uh, less. I think Hunter Henry is the guy that kind of he's the one that falls by the wayside here a little bit. 40, I don't, I don't do, I'm why not do I ask for numbers guy. and you say, and you don't give me, you got to give me numbers. That's what, but no, do. I don't because that is the worst. That's bad fantasy. This projection fantasy doesn't matter. How good will he be compared to his peers relative position value wise? That's what matters. That's what black book does. And that's why people succeed. Let me tell with you that. what matters. All people are trying to make money. Treat people trying to make yeah, money. That's how you make money. You think I have the best selling book. You think I have the best selling book here every year because people aren't making money with it. Listen, people, people are trying to make money on FanDuel and DraftKings by projecting how many yards, touchdowns, receptions these guys that's have. A that's a that, thing. That's, that's no, it's huge. a season long. Are you nuts? It's a season long thing. That's what you bet right now. Go to FanDuel and DraftKings. You can bet the over under on every single player in their position. Well, yes, on the profits. Yes. OK, that's, that's different. I so, him, so I'm asking a relevant question for this. Okay, conversation. So well, then I'll tell you what now, the relevant conversation for Hunter Henry. Give me uh, let's see. He'll probably have the Tyrell Williams workload last year, which is somewhere around like 60. There you go. Okay. Wow. You gave me a number. Was it that hard to do, Joe? Thank you very much. There yeah, you have a time. So what do you want from me? <laughs> All right. Zach Ertz. <laughs> let's see if we can get another number out of Joe. Maybe too tough to do here. It wasn't, this wasn't numbers. give me the numbers. This segment was literally titled trust or bust. I don't know how this came into Joe. But, but if I, number. if I, but if it comes down to it and I think that you've given me crazy numbers on a guy, I have to pivot to the okay, other fine. one to see if it makes sense. And, and, okay. And again, with all due respect, what you just said doesn't make sense. There's no way that those guys are going to have 170 catches. And then with Hunter Henry having 60, that's 230 catches between those three players. 
I don't think there's any chance of that happening. But you've illustrated that is certainly your opinion. You're entitled to it. But I have the ability to challenge that and say, of I don't think you do. so. And so therefore, I got to get some numbers. And you don't have to be right. You can come within 10 or 20 and it's still within the range. But there are numbers to be had. And All every right. player has a tangible number on a player prop. So that's my curiosity for that. All right. Okay, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to even get all these these in with all of this. Zach Ertz, fantasy football <laughs> trust or bust here. Tight end. He's being drafted as what? The number two or three tight end in fantasy? Yeah, he is. And he still trusts because of how bad the tight end pool is. And full point PPR, I like him a lot more than I do in standard. I know a lot of people are a little worried about Goddard, but I think that Zach Ertz is still the favorite guy there of Carson Wentz. And I think he'll be very, very productive, similar to what you had last year. So you just kind of copy and paste last season. There's your numbers. Okay, Uh, Russell Wilson uh, for Seattle. Fantasy football trust or bust? Uh, Bust, because I think people are buying the name value a little bit. And as we pointed out, some of the wide receiver issues there are a question. I know it was great last year, uh, but I don't know. I just think that there's there's not a lot of separation. You look at the numbers, you look at the hype factor around Russell Wilson, and that's the problem. People buy that. But meanwhile, Jared Goff has better numbers and people will take Russell Wilson over Jared Goff all the time. And I think that's the wrong choice. And finally, Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. Trust. You have to trust him. As long as he's on the field, you trust him. Now, that could be a problem sometimes because he's another year older and we know that he's been injured in the past and we know he's even had suspended in the past. But I think you still trust him because his role in that offense is the role. And he is that guy that Brady looks to. And I think whenever Tom Brady feels comfortable with somebody, you know, you can trust that. You can trust James White. You can trust James Edelman, uh, Julian Edelman. You can trust those guys in the Pats offense. So, yeah, it's definitely a trust for me. All right. So uh, Aaron Jones is trust. Mike Williams mm-hmm. is trust. Zach Ertz is trust, I think. Yeah, right? trust. Yep. Okay. Copy Russell, page, Wilson, Will, uh, Russell Wilson is bust. Yep. And Julian Edelman is trust. And these are all based on uh, your projections and ADP for the season, correct? That's correct. All right. That we hit correct. them all. I will go just for fun. Uh, I will go uh, Aaron Jones bust. Mike Williams bust. Zach Ertz bust. <laughs> Uh, I will go uh, Russell Wilson trust and I will go Julian Edelman trust. So we'll uh, we'll differ on, on some of those. I was trying to get more, I'm trying to get more bus out of you here. I couldn't get enough. Sorry, you pick guys that I like. I'll give I know, you the I'm, I'm, guys always, I'm always hoping for extra busts. You know, we all in life. I know you, you're a negative bus. guy. I'm positive. That's good. We balance. I'm not, each other. not negative. I just, you know, the, the negative and positive have to be for me part of it. But yeah. No. I just but, love the phrase with all due respect because you know right after that it's coming an insult. It's I have no respect. Bobby yeah, with no all respect. due respect, sir. With, with all, all due respect, respect, I have no respect. Coming up next, <laughs> more fantasy sports today. Don't go. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? It's hump day. Waiver Wire Wednesday. <laughs> Come the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and it is time for waiver wire wednesday for people who have had their drafts last week you may be thinking of who to pick up in fantasy based on some information that has progressed over the last let's say 48 72 hours you'll be able to maybe do this one more time before the season starts so let's kind of dive right into it and i think joe the obvious ones clearly are especially as in super flex leagues and leagues where you may need a backup quarterback you take your shot on jacoby Brissett if you have a player that's hurt or you can cut you take a shot on him Uh, We illustrated yesterday, you can go back and listen on demand to the Texans running back situation, which seems to be maybe a diamond in the rough there. We're just not really sure at this point who that may end up being, but you could pick up a Texans running back off the wire, costing you nothing. If they end up being a great player, great. After week two, you know they're not. You end up cutting them. So beyond that, Joe, beyond Brissett and beyond picking up Buddy Howell or Crockett or one of these guys on, on the Texans, Give me a couple more players that you think are worth picking up right now that can end up giving you some production 
at least in week one or week two or week three? Uh, well, I think in the early going, I, I wouldn't give up on Zay Jones quite yet. I know they brought in John Brown and I know they brought in Cole Beasley, but I think that Zay Jones might have some real touchdown appeal. I think this is a guy with a ton of talent. You got to question a little bit of some of the other nonsense. There's certainly some fun videos on Zay Jones. If you want to go down a rabbit hole with that and watch him, uh, whatever kind of fun he was having that one night in the hotel, <laughs> him versus the, uh, him versus the window, the window one, but whatever. Uh, I would say Zay Jones is one of those guys to keep an eye on right now. He's had a good camp, and I think that you're still looking for who's the guy there. And although sometimes you bring in receivers, sometimes it's the guy in-house that they already have a little bit of trust and rapport with. So I think Zay Jones is one of those guys. I still say Adam Humphreys, who's a guy who's, depending on what size league you're in, kind of on the fringe of getting drafted. He's one of those free players, as I like to call him. And I do think Humphreys is going to have a productive role. We're looking at a limited offense in Tennessee. I get it. It's fine. But that doesn't mean that there isn't fantasy productivity there. We highlighted him yesterday. And I think that if he has the kind of six for 60 game, people who are in PPR are going to go, oh, wow, there's an easy 12 points there to have. And if you throw a touchdown on there once in a while, that's even better. And he was sneaky good last year. He was a guy that nobody really gave the love he deserved. I get it. It's a different offense. I understand, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean he can't be productive still. Uh, David Moore is another guy. I think you got to talk about uh, David Moore. We mentioned in, in uh, our one of the program today, David Moore to me has that touchdown upside. That's kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for, can he slot in as a flex guy and catch a touchdown for me? And he might be able to do that based on some of the early going matchups. So those three guys, I don't know, is there one for you that you agree with or you are out on all three or uh, what's your feeling on early? Yeah, picks? You know, I, I really what I, I really do need to do more due diligence on Buffalo situation. Um, uh, you know, I just don't I, I know that there are going to be some targets for Josh Allen, and I'm just not sure who their number one receiver is going to be in most of at least the rankings that I check, and I don't do my own personal rankings, but just kind of looking at one of the group think is, and that's not always the best way to do this, but uh, Robert Foster goes ahead of Jones in some, and Jones goes ahead of Robert Foster in others, and so I'm just not sure who it will be. It could just basically be Two guys, 50 yards, I'm sorry, 50 catches, 700 yards, five touchdowns in both Jones and Foster. What I don't want to be is I don't want to be on the wrong side of one of these guys blowing up to like a 70 catch, 1,000 yard, eight touchdown type wide receiver guy. So it's not that I'm out on Jones. I just don't know if it's going to be him or Foster. I would probably like to have one of them on the back end of my roster. I, I think I'd like to have one just to see if I catch the right one. The only problem is, is that we've heard so much about these guys the last couple of years. The production really just hasn't been there that much. So I would guess that Buffalo is in the market next year for a high-end wide receiver. And again, somebody gets cut. I could see someone ending up there and also being productive. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, his uh, even his his player prop total is in the 20s in terms of touchdowns. So if it's like 25, 26 and a half, which is basically two touchdowns a game. Where are they going? Maybe it's to Jones. Maybe it's to Foster. Maybe it's to neither. I don't know. But I think you have to speculate on both of those guys. So that's the first one. Humphreys, to me, is is the most intriguing in a PPR league because when all else fails, I could absolutely see uh, that happening. And I could see that Humphreys ends up catching a ton of balls. I just don't think touchdowns are there, and I don't think yards are there. But if you're in a PPR format, especially in a deeper league, 14, 16-team league, I think he is there as well. And uh, you know, in terms of more, uh, I had him last year, you know, and, and I played him one week and he did well. I played him another week. He did bad. 
then one week, if I'm not mistaken, David Moore, one week I played him in a league and he had a zero and he had he didn't have a single catch. So I'm going to be out on David Moore there, but I could see Jones being a pickup. I would add Foster to that conversation. Uh, Humphreys for sure. I would be in on that. And um, and I know that there's a couple here also. Kenny Stills, as I mentioned, you know, certainly if he's out there, you just have to hope that somebody picks him up and takes a chance on him. But Joe, as far as the Texans running back is concerned, man, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, we talked about it yesterday a little bit in my dynasty league. I have Buddy Howell, so I'm going to hope it's him. All of the other running backs were picked up in the dynasty league. All five guys, not Taiwan Jones, but five of the other guys were all picked up this past week just to take their shot on them. And I think that's probably the best format for it. But after 24 hours of talking about uh, Texans running backs, do you have any other options here? Well, it, I'm just, I just want to remind everybody, um, I'm going to throw a name from a couple of years ago, and I feel like this is going to be the scenario we're in week one or somewhere around there. Remember Kerwin Williams? Remember that? Remember that he happened? He was a very little guy. Right. But remember what happened where? Uh, not really. Was David he in Arizona Johnson, too? Yeah, Arizona. David Johnson. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And everybody went, oh my God, who's the guy? Who's the guy? And then he was just the default guy the first week. And people just exploded their fab budgets everywhere on Kerwin Williams. And, and who ended up being the guy there? Uh, nobody. <laughs> well, Adrian Peterson, I think they brought in after that, I want to say. If memory oh, serves. that sounds right. That sounds uh, right. So yeah. I just want to remind everybody. That Ellington? Happened. What happened to Ellington? Did he do anything that year or no? No, I know he wasn't. Uh, and that's that's the thing I think you have to keep in mind. This is one of those scenarios. I think this was after the Ellington era. I have to go back and look at the depth chart. I don't think it was him. It, I could be wrong there. Again, this is, you know, running back depth charts from two or three years ago is always difficult. But I want to just remind everybody that stuff happens where – Something goes down. You're 100% right. Last show, you said, hey, be aggressive. You have this guy for a couple bucks instead of having to blow all your fab on somebody if he ends up being the guy. But there's also a flip side to that coin. And the other side of that is make sure that you're careful because if you overreact to a good week one or whatever it is, you could have the next Kerwin Williams on your hands, and that's not something you want necessarily on your roster what, either. What did, what did Kerwin Williams do? Did he have a good game? Uh, let's happen? see uh, that that and first week everybody better? blew the fab on him. The next game he came out and had uh, nine carries for twenty two yards. Looking at the game log, so good good time. Right, but he didn't have a good game though, right? Did no, he have a he good was, game though. He was, no, what happened was he got uh, DJ got hurt. Everybody freaked out, ran to the waiver wire for Kerwin Williams to be that guy. That was that was the deal. That year. no, no, I understand that, but he never had a good game. So no, you know, I he mean, didn't. I, I don't. I, right. So, so the thing is with these guys that we're talking about on Houston, none of them have played, so it would be dumb to invest anything big on any of them. But well, if you had to invest happen, on one, who's the one guy? Uh, Higby, or what's the guy? According name? to the depth chart, it's Howell. According to the depth, I mean, depth chart, I, ha- I have Howell. That would make me happy, but I don't believe that he's carrying sixteen games of this. I don't. I don't believe but, that. I think he's I a guy. Have guy. anybody in? Yeah, I agree. They may, though. They may. And that's my worry, is that if Duke Johnson rushes six times for eight yards and Higdon, who I know nothing about, rushes 12 for 80 in a touchdown, it's too late at that point to get Higdon. Everyone will blow their fab. And whether or not he becomes a a game-changing, league-winning running back is TBD. And it could be, or it may not be, but everyone will be in on him that week. And so my point was, do it now. Get him for nothing. He doesn't play. He stinks. Cut him. Don't wait until fab and have to blow 80% of your budget on one guy. I'll do one better. If he plays well, trade him, trade him ASAP for something that's real. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, Look, your odds are in your odds are in your favor by doing that. There is no question. No, there was no. Now, look, it didn't work out last year. If you would have said that about James Conner. But there's also mm-hmm. that's anecdotal. That's anecdotal. Well, we also have a track record there with D'Angelo Williams coming in and being really good in that offense. And so, yeah, everybody's know, good that before. before. Yep. Right. 
Everybody is good in Pittsburgh. By the way, real quick, who is who's Pittsburgh's handcuff? Do you think it's Samuels? Yes, I do. I think I it's do. Benny Snell. I like Benny Snell. He was great at Kentucky. He was. Great. I, I'm not saying he's not he's not a guy, but I mean, I think everyone right is now, off him. Be... Joe, circle his name. Everyone circle is off. I'm. I'm yep. I'll tell you what. I'll. I'll. I'll take that. I'll take that ride with you. I'll take Let the me Benny tell you Snell something. ride. I like Benny Snell at Kentucky rushed for 1,700 yards and like 20 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, and he was slow at the combine. And, and everyone uses the combine as the be all end all. And I'm here to tell you that running in the SEC and doing what he did, there is no look. He's, he's a zero with Connor there. OK, so just forget it. But I would tell you that if something was to happen, every single touchdown on on the Steelers is going to Benny Snell and Benny Snell ends up you're rushing for eight, ten touchdowns like Bam Morris did in the past, like Jerome Bettis did in the past. Same sort of offense that they run there. He is a zero to start the year. But if something was to happen, I, I believe in this kid. I don't care what happened in the combine. I saw this kid play against the toughest defenses in the SEC and run right through them. So, I'm, yeah, he didn't catch the ball a ton. That's zero down. catches, zero catches. Yeah. PPR so, zero. No, zero right. so that, that's the only thing in that offense. Touchdown heavy lead. The running yeah. back. Right. That that's my only concern, which is why oh, I think the immediate, I think Snell yeah. is the better long term investment. Sure. Being, and because we don't really know if Connor can hold up, you know, continue. No, we'll find out this year. We yeah. will. We'll, yeah, he got hurt at the, toward the end of last year. All yes, of a he sudden, did. he kind of wore down a little bit. That's when they, we thought Le'Veon Bell was going to come back, but he did not. Okay, uh, so there you go. There's our waiver wire Wednesday for today. Coming up next, it's time to dive into a little college football prognostication. Games begin tomorrow night. We'll bring in VEASAN's Mitch Moss to talk all about that. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia. You can hit us up on Twitter at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizapia 17 And FST rolls on in just a couple of minutes as we start talking about some of the lines, some of the spreads, and everything else with Mitch Moss. Don't go away. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. 800-961-3631. 
dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes they'll build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today brings you Mitch and Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. You can hear my next guest on VSIN, and you can follow him. Of course, on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly over on Visa every morning. And a great listen, of course. And one of my favorite shows on all of satellite and terrestrial radio as they talk handicapping, they talk sports, they talk just about everything. And with some of the best guests in the country on handicapping as well, Mitch Moss joins us. Mitch, good afternoon. Thanks for coming on Fantasy Sports Today, as always. And uh Finally, we're here, I feel like. I mean, you and I are in the midst of fantasy baseball season, of course, but for a lot of other people, football season kind of started last week, but it is really here tomorrow night. Yeah, man, this is like uh, Christmas for me. It really is. I can't wait. Uh, the real week one now begins on Thursday night with kind of a full slate, and Friday has some good games, and then pretty much all day Saturday. I just, I, I love this. I love Labor Day weekend. I love the return of college football. It's the best. Yeah, and, and I think that we're starting off with, with some good rivalry games as well, which is always fun, and there's a couple of them, actually. Colorado, Colorado State, I see that they are playing opening weekend, and I think the one that I think most people have focus on, because we're going to find out real quick just how good Utah is as they take on BYU. I know that these games always seem to come down to the final possession of the game, and so you can't really fall in love with one team over the other. I saw uh, Utah at one point was minus five. I see some five and a half right now against BYU. Uh, Utah, clearly, Mitch, best defense in the country. No question about that. But when you're talking about a rivalry game, and as we saw last week with Miami taking on Florida, these games mm-hmm. can end up being wacky. So is this a wacky game, or does was Utah do what they're supposed to do in this one? Well, you know, so I've heard so many different opinions uh, on this game. And at this point, I mean, there's one book right now I'm looking at here in Las Vegas where they have the youth laying a full touchdown at seven. I could not do that, Uh, especially, you know, when the the fives were available, you know, for a while. So at this point, no way am I going to touch seven. In fact, if I had to bet it at this point, I would lean BYU uh, plus the points. Again, you know, so both, both schools are located right there. I mean, Provo and Salt Lake are connected essentially so and they the players know each other exceedingly well the coaching staffs do as well 
Uh, and last year, I mean, when Utah, and I know they had a million injuries uh, last year, uh, Craig, but they played them in the final game of the season. That's why I find this so intriguing, too. They played the final game last year, but now they're playing the first game this year, which is odd. But that was 21 nothing BYU and 27-7 BYU, like late third quarter. But I know, you know, Utah came roaring back, and they won the game, and they have super high expectations here in this city and uh, per a lot of, you know, college football better. Some people think they, they're actually good enough to make it to the playoff this year, potentially go 12-0. and 0. Uh, I really need to see that to believe it before I could go out in that limb and say, yeah, they're going to run the table in the regular season in the Pac-12 and go 12-0. and 0. But uh, at this point of the game, I would, uh, you know, if you can find the seven, I think I might look that way with BYU. Yeah, home underdog on uh, on opening night, especially on a Thursday night or a Friday night, yeah. always always seems to be the ticket, and and maybe that is the case this week. Uh, really, the marquee game I think for this weekend. Maybe you feel differently about it. I'm not sure, but it seems to me that when you have two teams so wildly different and from two of the power conferences in the SEC and the Pac-12 then you have potential for a good matchup. The spread certainly indicates that. Auburn, I saw a lot of minus three. I see some now minus three and a half as they take on Oregon. And and wow, Mitch, you talk about contrasting teams here. You have Josh Herbert, the quarterback, who a lot of people feel could end up being number one or number two pick in the NFL draft. Their offensive line is back, so everyone expects huge things from the quarterback there. And then on the Auburn side, they decide to go with a freshman quarterback for the first time in I think like 50 or 60 years, something like that. So, man, my my initial thought is, how does Oregon not cover this spread? How does Oregon not win this? And then I'm reminded it's the SEC versus the Pac-12. So is it as simple as that? Can you break that one down for me? Okay, well, I would say, yeah, there's a, you know, I would not blame you if you said it's the SEC versus the Pac-12, just because, I mean, the Pac-12 has been down now for, you know, Washington made the playoff a couple of years ago, but other than that, it has really not been that great of a conference. I know Bo Nix, the freshman quarterback you're talking about, was a five-star kid, and he has really high expectations. But uh, the other thing is, too, keep in mind that this is, like he usually is here, a cross, it's a cross-country trip for the Oregon Ducks. When, when the SEC teams generally play these early games, it's like the other teams have to fly to their side of the country. Don't forget, Washington gave that game away last year against Auburn. They had so many, first of all, the play calling was awful. They had a really bad call go against them. Inside the red zone, they were a disaster. They should have won the game. They never did. But I think overall, Oregon has more talent this year. Um, you know, with Herbert back now, potentially the number one overall pick in the draft, Crystal Ball has done a really good job recruiting. I think he had the, the number one recruit coming in. They have a good running back back, the offensive line like you talked about, and they have good talent all across the board. But for this team to go all the way across the country and take on, you know, Malzahn, by the way, he kind of needs this game and needs to have a good season. He's on the hot seat. I don't know if I can trust a Pac-12 team. I would love to see it because, honestly, if Oregon doesn't win this game, nationally that entire conference takes a major hit i don't want to see a, a you know a power five conference basically eliminated from the national conversation after week one i want all these teams to have a chance to make the playoffs so uh this is their best chance to be repped that I, I just don't know if they can go across the country and win this game or not yeah and, and and i think that we'll all be watching on saturday that seems to be the the marquee game 
of course, uh, Mitch, the number one and number two teams play. And, you know, I don't know. When it comes to week one in college football, these are so dicey because of these spreads with uh, mm-hmm. with Clemson being such a huge favorite over Georgia Tech. And that line's moved up, I saw, from like 35 to 37. Alabama-Duke, I saw, moved down. And I don't know if it has to do with some of their players being suspended, I think, for the first half, I think I saw potentially that this morning. Uh, Ohio State is a mm-hmm. monster favorite over FAU. I don't know if there's any vi- advice for this kind of treacherous week one because I do like some underdogs in college football week one, but, man, it is hard to endorse getting behind a team that's getting 30 points and just hoping that you're alive yeah. after the first half. Is that something that you look at, or how, how do you work through that in week one? Well, I mean, with those two teams that you brought up, Bama, and Clemson, uh, I'm going to approach it. And you can find some of these numbers that, you know, legal sports books across the country already. Uh, I would look at uh, the same thing with Bama as last year. They were so good. They were so money, Craig, covering first quarter bets and first half bets for such a long stretch of the season because they just, they came out and it was Tua, 73-yard touchdown, first play of the game at 7-0. Then a defensive score, sports, you know, before you could blink, it's like 21-3 Bama, six minutes you know, left in the first quarter. Like, wow, it happened again. So I think they can come out. And I also think that you know, they're just still pissed off of what happened last year uh, and how they ended the season, not only getting blown out to Clemson in the national title game, but two of you know, seemingly having the Heisman Trophy wrapped up before it actually slipped out of his hands and Murray won the award. I think they're going to come out with such a chip on their shoulder and just blow Duke away in the first quarter in the first half. So I would look at that kind of a bet with Alabama and the same thing with Clemson. I mean, it's the first year after Paul Johnson as a head coach who, I mean, he recruited all these kids to run the triple option. And this is the the biggest narrative here for this game. And for this team is that it's a brand new offense. Well, Clemson, I know they lost a lot on defense, but guess what? Dabo recruits uh, recruits as well as anybody. They're going to be fine defensively. And so for the first game, for Jod Tech in this new system going against I would look at Clemson in the first quarter and in the first half if I bet this game at all. Because I don't want to lay the 36 or the 37 like you said either. Uh, a couple of dogs I would look at. I would look at La Tech catching three touchdowns against uh, against Texas. I love Texas that one. Team. Yeah, I yeah, like that good, one a lot. Yeah. So they're a good team anyway. And then Texas – they have LSU on deck in week two. Yeah, so, a great I mean, if look they ahead. get out of there yep. with, you know, if they mm-hmm. get out of there with a win in week one, get healthy, because week two is so much more important. On the flip side, I've had other people tell me, well, if you're going to look at, uh, you know, fading Texas, maybe fade LSU in week one as well, because they actually take on the triple option in Georgia Southern. And that would be one of those things where let's just win this game. It doesn't matter if it's by 17 points or 20, get out of here. And they have a they they brought in Joe Brady offensively to work with that side of the ball from the New Orleans Saints. How much there's this angle where how much do they want to show against Georgia Southern as they get ready for Texas in week two? So maybe two dogs there to look at. Yeah, and I know that line's moved up. I think if you wait, you probably can get 21 uh, for Louisiana Tech between now and the time the game goes off. Yeah, Yeah, Toledo's another Mm -hmm. interesting one for me against Kentucky. I I don't know how Kentucky's such a big favorite coming off uh, losing so many guys uh, to the NFL and and to graduation last Mm -hmm. year. So maybe I can get 14 there. Uh, Let's pivot real quick to the NFL, Mitch. I I think just my from a curiosity standpoint, I think I'm most curious just how the books were affected with Andrew Luck. I know you've been asked this question a million times, I'm sure. 
but just kind of where that win total is now. I know it was ten and a half. How far did it go down? And and man, this is like a big stay away from me on this one. I don't know how the Colts are going to react. I th- the the point that I make with the Colts now, Mitch, is that I think that with their win total, however you bet it, over or under, you're going to know after week two if you're going to win or not because that team's going to respond one way or the other, positively or negatively. I don't know how you see it, but where is the number now? And is there a lean at all on this, or is it just wow? Let's let's stay away and find some other value. Well, so some of the books here in town went to seven and a half on the Colts or eight. So they did not completely overreact. I mean, because I know that uh, before his uh, the, the retirement there on Saturday, with luck, they were nine and a half. Some spots had him 10. And so a game and a half or maybe a two-game adjustment there. I know there was one book back east that made it six and a half, and the over was $1.20, I'll tell you. I, I, that's a complete overreaction, in my opinion, because – this team is not like the 2017 team when Luck missed the entire year, when bad offensive line, not a lot of weapons, really bad defense, and they were just god-awful as a football team. I think this year's version, and I would give full marks to Chris Ballard for doing a 180 with his team, because Grigson was a disaster there as the GM, and some people actually blame him for Luck retiring, by the way. But uh, I, now all of a sudden, they went from having a horrible offensive line to one of the best in football. They have multiple running backs I think you can count on. I would say T.Y. Hilton leads a steady and a good group of receivers now. And the defense is much improved. So I think this team can actually, it was built to win without luck. And I think if you can find over six and a half, this team can win seven games. Uh, Can they get to nine or ten at this point? That's a big ask because I don't know if they're clearly the best team in this division. In fact, I, I can't say that at this point. I think with luck they probably were. Without him now, I think they can still maybe win the division, but I can't bet on them winning nine or ten games this year. So uh, proceed with caution for sure. No doubt. Mitch, uh, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. I look forward to listening to you guys this week. Get a little bit of an edge on uh, college football. Follow the money every morning over on VEASAN, and uh, you certainly can listen to them online as well as over on uh, satellite radio and uh, wherever you can find them, which is basically all over the country at this point. Mitch, thanks so much for coming on. Have a great morning. Take a nap, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks as always, Craig. All right, that is Mitch Moss from Follow the Money. He and Paul Howard do a phenomenal job breaking down both college and pro football as well as every sport as it pertains to sports wagering. And Mitch and I talk a lot of baseball, a lot of fantasy baseball as well. Hopefully he ends up winning his fantasy league. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. More to come here on Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish, don't go away. We will be right back. DailyRoto.com guides you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. 
I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh said. 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, oh, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time. The best date 100.com. Weekend fantasy update. Right? You're going to see Eli in there until the Giants are kind of are eliminated from uh, competing for the playoffs. I point week 14. The last three games, they have the Dolphins, and then I think they uh, finish yeah. off against the Dolphins, Redskins. Washington, and then right. Philly. And who knows right. if Philly will have right, to play for. Right after their bye, I, they have a, a game against the, uh, the Bears. The Bears. I think, yeah, so I don't know if you want to introduce Jones to NFL football at Soldier Field. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back. Before we turn it over to full-time fantasy on this Wednesday, you know how we do it. We end the show every day with a little hot take, hot topic, football or baseball or basketball or whatever else. And we tend to call it Exit Velocity. All right, welcome back to a little Exit Velocity, and we end the show with a little bit of news where ESPN's Eric Williams reports that he expects Melvin Gordon to end his holdout and be back for week one of the NFL season. This is what drives me absolutely crazy for anybody doing a fantasy football draft before you get to the last week or two of the season. Can you imagine if Melvin Gordon by this time tomorrow or the next day ends up reporting and his ADP goes from first round to second round to fifth round to fourth round? You learn your lesson from this fantasy football season. There's nothing wrong with saying that you can start preparing, but you should never be drafting a big financial commitment or investment on any fantasy football player in the month of June or in the month of July or really in the in the early month of August 
It is a joke. We'll see if Gordon ends up reporting. Will he? Won't he? All this does is create more of a nightmare for everybody in fantasy and for everybody in rankings. The only thing that I would say is please, Zeke, and please, Gordon, end your holdout so by the time I have my draft on Monday night, I can make a good decision. Thanks again to Jay Feely for coming on the show as well as Mitch Moss. Thanks to Sean Guastamacchia for producing. And, of course, for my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Mitch. We'll be back with you tomorrow at noon for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Have a great day, everybody. Full-time fantasy is next. See ya.